Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy. John Summers will show you everything you need. It's the Simple Programmer Podcast. Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast, a short mix of career advice, philosophy, and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. Hey, what's up? John Sonmez here from simpleprogrammer.com. So today I'm going to be doing a video talking about the top 10 programming languages to learn in 2018. So this is one of those videos I like to do every year to talk about what programming language you should be investing in, what programming languages you should be learning. I think it's important to have an idea, especially if you're going to be trying to advance your career, to know, you know what are the top programming languages, what programming languages make the most sense. And this is actually a pretty difficult decision. There's a lot of advice on what programming languages are the best programming languages to learn. And a lot of it's bullshit, I'll I'll tell you this, because a lot of people, what they do is they just take some stupid surveys that people did, right? There's a couple of them that came out, and I'll talk about some of those in this video, the Stack Overflow survey that came out, which was a pretty decent survey, but this uh, Tobey Index, and there's a few other ones, and they basically just repeat that verbatim and say, okay, well, these are the top programming languages, so these are the top ones to learn. But there's a lot more to consider than what is the most popular programming language, and also, not only that, but the other thing to consider here is that just because something is popular doesn't mean that it's it's what you should learn, right? It doesn't mean it's the best thing to learn. It's not the best thing necessarily for your career. And also, there's so much conflicting data. It depends on how you survey people and what you survey them on, right? And there's a lot of junk data. I'll, I'll tell you, to be honest here, before we get into the, the top 10, is that a lot of people put in some data that that doesn't make any sense, right? So for example, in a lot of the surveys, I see stuff like programming languages listed as SQL, <laughs> okay? I mean, it is a programming language technically, but you're not getting a job just knowing SQL. It doesn't make sense, okay? I mean, you just need to know that as, as your job. And then the other thing is I see is HTML and CSS, again, not really a programming language and something that you just need to know as a web developer. So it's it's kind of silly to, when, when you look at it that way. So it's kind of hard to find this information actually, What you know, the, the top 10. So I've got a bonus for you. Uh, make sure you stay to the end of the video because at the end of the video, I'm going to tell you some of the kind of runner-ups and and some of the kind of the, the places where I would move away from actually in, in technology and, and software development and programming languages. So without further ado, let's talk about some of what I think are the top 10 programming languages uh, to learn in 2018. So the first one on this list is JavaScript. Now I have a love-hate relationship with JavaScript if you know me. I've written some nasty articles about JavaScript in the past, and I haven't really liked the language. But when I look at the surveys, and I, I will pull up some of the survey data here, it's it's pretty clear, right? So the first one I'm looking at here is the Stack Overflow survey they did, and they by far and large, right? JavaScript was the most popular programming language, with 65% of people using it, and they had this this thing divided up. We'll, we'll put the the 
video or the graphic up, but uh, basically using it regularly, 65%, and then like 5% of people were going to adopt or migrate to it. So, I mean, if you're a developer today, a web developer, you're pretty much going to be using JavaScript, right? So JavaScript is really a, a really good language to learn. If, you, if you're thinking about, you know, learning a new programming language, you don't know much JavaScript or you're a new developer, it, it's, you're going to find a job if you know JavaScript, right? Now, I would argue to say that JavaScript alone is sort of like SQL. It's, it's not enough, right? There are some pure JavaScript Obviously, you can use like Node.js and you can do pure JavaScript type of programming, but it's it's not a language that I think in a lot of corporate environments is going to be used exclusively. So you'll probably need to know another programming language as well. So with that said, though, also, you know, as I've said some nasty things about JavaScript in the past, I'll admit it, uh, it it's become better, right? The newer version of ECMA script uh, has really improved it and it's actually a, a decent language to use now. So JavaScript is definitely one of those ones I'd recommend. I mean, if you don't know JavaScript, if you're starting out, 2018 might be a good time to actually learn JavaScript. It's, it's also probably a good time to learn it in depth, to really understand it, because as a developer, I know for a long time, I had some cursory understanding of JavaScript, but I didn't really have an in-depth knowledge of JavaScript. So I actually do have a course on this that, that I sell that I didn't actually create the course. A uh, really, really good expert on JavaScript created. It's called JavaScript Launchpad. And that'll help you to to really gain a, a good understanding and grasp of JavaScript. So I'd, I'd recommend that you know if, if you check it out if you if you want to really get in depth knowledge and really understand it. it. It's amazing how much my I guess my my love well <laughs> I, I still don't say I loved language, but how much the way I use JavaScript changed once I actually understood it and had had some of this in depth knowledge of, of JavaScript. Okay, so let's move on to the next one. So the next one might surprise some people. It's shown up on, on a, a few surveys, right? I, I've gathered the data from all the surveys, and uh, you know this one has has shown up quite a few times. But I'm not basing it just off of the survey data, right? Even though like I'm looking at the surveys here, and you know it's it's definitely at the top on on not at the very top, but it's up there. And this one is Python. Now the reason why I'm suggesting Python so much is because. This is a language that, well, here's, a, here's like one really good indicator, especially for 2018, okay? It's not the top thing. So in the Stack Overflow survey, right, it is the number, it's funny, I mean, it's number one, two, three, four, five, or right, yeah, five, okay? Now, above it is HTML, CSS, and SQL. So we could kind of throw those out. So if you threw those out, it would be number three with 32% of developers using it regularly, okay? But here's the really interesting thing on the Stack Overflow survey. To be adopted or migrated to be, or, mi or to migrate too soon is 12%. It's the highest number by, uh, by, by a pretty good amount. I mean, for, for most of these languages, it's, it's up there already in a large amount of use, but 12% say that they're gonna migrate to it. So there, there's a lot of good things going for Python here for 2018. So one of them is, like I said, is that a lot of companies, a lot of teams are migrating to Python and they're already using Python. So it's already a popular language. There's already plenty of jobs out there, okay? Not only that, but here's the thing. When you look on Amazon, when you look at the, the books, the most popular programming books, most of them are Python. And I know this because I have books, right? I, I look, I've got the Complete Software Developer's Career Guide. You can check that out. I've got a link in the cards below. But um, 
I've got my book and I've got Soft Skills, the Software Developer's Life Manual in there, and those are pretty high-ranking books. And so I'm always looking at the book rankings, right? And I can see clearly that the books that are ranking the highest in many categories are Python books, especially beginner Python books. And so that's interesting. So most of the new books that are coming out that are, are popular, that are doing well on Amazon, which is a really good indicator, right, are beginner books or, or beginner books on Python, right? Most of those beginner books, right? So those are actually the most popular programming language books. So that's a real good indicator of the future because if all these people are reading Python books and learning Python, right, there is a reason for it. That tells you that there's going to be a high demand. That tells you that that is uh, also a good language for beginners. So if you're considering learning a new programming language for 2018, Python makes a lot of sense, right? It's a really good language, a, a lot high adoption, uh, high movement in that space. There's a lot of stuff that's going on in that space, right? One of my good friends has a machine learning, he does like image recognition and stuff with Python. And so there's a lot of applications, a lot, uh, a lot of different companies that are using Python in different ways and it's expanding I think and you know companies like Google really use Python a lot so you know if you're interested in getting a job at somewhere like Google that's that's always a good choice so I'm actually recommending like I would almost say today if I were a beginner starting out I would probably learn Python and some JavaScript. That's probably what I would do. I'd probably start out with, with Python because it is really good beginner language. There's so much information out there. Like I said, I think I've got a video on how to learn Python. Hopefully we, we've got it. If not, I know I have a blog post, so we'll put something up there because I want to help you guys to learn Python. All right, so next, what's next on this list? So this one's kind of hard. This is where it gets a little bit more difficult to pick number three here. But based on the survey data, based on just what I know in general here, you know, again, I'm not doing this completely based on the survey data. It, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with C sharp. Okay. Now it's, it, I was deciding between C sharp and Java. Obviously I've given you a hint of what the next one is going to be, but I chose C sharp for a really, really good reason. Okay. The reason why is because I have practical knowledge here. <laughs> not, not that it's biased, but what I'm saying is that I know that C sharp can be used in in every single platform, right? I have developed iOS and Android apps using C Sharp, using Xamarin, right? They have ported it now to, you can do Linux apps and Mac apps. So you can pretty much work on any platform, including Adreno and any of the embedded systems, you know, Raspberry Pi and stuff like that, all using C Sharp. So C Sharp is a very versatile language, plus it's a very corporate language as well, right? So Microsoft Shops. So it's also a really good language, right? And it's not that difficult to learn, although I have to say with all the features that they're adding and how much that language has expanded, it's definitely gotten more complex, okay? But it is a very expressive and very good language. So C Sharp, I would definitely put up there very high. Uh, you're gonna be able to find a job with C Sharp, no problem, right? It's gonna be an easy place to, to fit into a, a Microsoft shop. And you know, and the thing about C Sharp also is that if you're wondering between C Sharp and Java, if you're like, well, which programming language should I learn? I would probably, see, this is where it edges out. I say C Sharp simply because if you know C Sharp, you'll pretty much know Java, but I feel like there's a little bit more of opportunities for higher paid jobs in the C-sharp zone, right? And it's a little bit easier to get into that environment, right? Uh, because there's, you know, to be honest with you, there's less highly skilled C-sharp developers than Java developers. Sometimes it might be hard to get into a Java environment because some, sometimes, you know, especially as a beginner, 
Sometimes the Java people are a little bit more experienced, and whereas C Sharp, because it's Microsoft Shops, because it's a lot more, uh, it's, it's not as rigorous sometimes, it's, it's easier to get a job with C Sharp. So it's a really good language. I highly recommend it. I've got, a, a, I think I've got a video on, on C Sharp here, on, on C Sharp books to read, if you're interested in that as well. Okay, so let's move on. We're gonna have to move a little bit quicker through this stuff. So, okay, so Java is obviously the next one on there. And just before I go too far, I want to tell you where C Sharp and Java ranked on some of these. So I'm looking at the Stack Overflow one. C Sharp was actually one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and Java was actually number three. So Java was actually higher on this on the Stack Overflow one. Okay, now part of the reason why is because the people that probably took the Stack Overflow survey were probably highly more technical, right? People that we're actually on Stack Overflow and whatnot. That doesn't necessarily represent the real world. This is what what, what gets interesting here, right? Some of the other uh, the, the other things to consider were on that Stack Overflow survey. They also had this, uh, you know, most loved, dreaded, and wanted languages. And C Sharp was pretty high on the most loved language, right? So so that was that was pretty good. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I mean that that is actually pretty high. Okay, <laughs> Java was not on the most loved languages. It's it's kind of interesting, right? So you know you, you see how that that works here. And then you know that uh, the Toby one that they do every year, Java was number one on that one. So uh, and and C sharp was like number five. So, you know, again, Java and C Sharp are almost the same, same language at this point. So it, it's really hard. You can, if someone made the argument, they said, John, no, Java should be number three and C Sharp should be number four, I wouldn't argue very hard with that. So, but I've put it at number four. Uh, again, Java, very good language, very good language for corporate development environments, right? A lot of companies have a lot of technology invested in Java, right? It's a huge ecosystem. There's a lot of very high paying jobs in Java. It's not quite as easy. There's not as many introduction type of courses and whatnot to learn Java as there is C Sharp. That's, that's one downside. Same thing on, on the Python side. Python is a lot of beginner stuff out there. I do have a course, actually, I created on Pluralsight, two courses on, on learning Java. I think, honestly, they're, they're, they're the best courses for learning Java. Oh, my screensavers. But um, you can check those out. Again, there's plenty of other resources, but I want to give you a resource that you might might find useful. If you haven't signed up for Pluralsight, by the way, you know, go ahead and sign up through that link that I just showed you. Uh, you you really should. It's it's easily. I mean, if you if you're interested in expanding your career and and learning new technologies, it's no brainer. Like easiest easiest money I spend every month when I was when I was learning and and trying to develop my skills. So okay. So Java, we talked about Java, let's move on. Next one on this list is one that's gonna surprise you perhaps, which is PHP. So PHP, oh gosh, that's, that's a language that I, I don't really have any love for at all, I have to tell you. I, I don't like it, it it's just a, it's just a clunky language. It is just, it's slow. It's, there's all kinds of bad things I could say about PHP. And you know, if you're a PHP developer, sorry about that, but why is it hitting number five on my list? I'll tell you, because it's used everywhere. Because you know, WordPress is running something like 90% of the web, okay? And it's PHP, okay? Most of the major companies, you know, Facebook and Twitter started out PHP, okay? Uh, PHP is really a, you know, as much as it's a nasty language, 
it's really quick to to learn and to prototype and to get stuff done and so that's why it's it's still around and you know and like i said if you learn php right if you're thinking about a, a language to learn for 2018 especially if you're thinking about potentially becoming a freelancer or doing some kind of freelance work hey make some wordpress plugins if you want to be an entrepreneur you know make some wordpress plugins you know maintain wordpress sites there's there's a lot of benefit to that you're i mean if you learn php you're always going to have a job, right? And you're going to open up a whole wide world of more freelancing jobs because a lot of people that just, you know, have a WordPress site, they need some custom PHP work done, right? I need custom PHP work done from time to time. Uh, again, not the best language in my opinion, but a good one to learn, a good one to make some money, okay? So let's move on uh, to the next one. And obviously PHP showed up in a lot of the surveys because you know, it's, it's, it's so widely used. It, it really is. Okay. Uh, it, it didn't show up. Let me see if it showed up in the most loved languages. Nope. <laughs> no, it's surprisingly the most loved one was rust that at least on the stack overflow survey. So again, that tells you about the audience, right? Rust is a very technical, you know, very bare metal type of language. So, okay. So next one here. So number six, I believe we're on, which is go. Okay. Now go is interesting. Why is go so good here? Uh, okay, so Go, again, is one of those ones, if I look at that Stack Overflow survey, okay, and that, like I said, I'm basing some of my data on this because I, I want to, it's one of those ones where actually the usage, okay, so the usage on this was only 8%, okay, but the, the people that were, were saying that it's going to be adopted or migrated too soon was 11%. So it was actually one of the few languages that had a higher migration than it did have a current usage. So what does that mean? To me, that's simple. That means growth, okay? That means that more and more companies are gonna start using Go and are migrating to Go. And so that's a good one to learn for 2018, honestly. It's not the, it's not the easiest language to learn, honestly, but it is a really good language. Like I said, I've taught a course on Go. I was an early adopter on Go. I really think that the technology is good. And, you know, it's it's a language that is growing, right? And so there's a good opportunity here. You know, this is one of those languages where I think there's there's not enough Go developers and that that ecosystem can be expanded a lot, especially if you want to create frameworks and things like that. Uh, so if you're willing to invest some time and learn Go and become an expert, you're going to be in high demand, right? There's not going to be as many jobs right now, but I think in 2018, you'll see more of them and you're going to see that there's not enough people to fill those positions, right? If all these companies are migrating to Go and you don't have enough Go developers, this is a good place to be. Again, if you want just like all out, like the highest demand, C Sharp, Java, you know, JavaScript, PHP, those are going to be high demand positions. Go is going to be more specialized, but it's an interesting language to learn. It's a good one. And I, there's there's a lot of growth opportunities as, as I see it, right? I think Go has been around long enough that I can recommend it and say that it's going to continue to grow. It's not going to go down, right? Sometimes a language comes out and you're like, yeah, I'm not sure. But in this case, I would, I would recommend Go. This is tough here. This is getting tough, like what to pick here. I picked Swift. I picked Swift for a couple of reasons. One, because, hey, look, look at these iPhones, right? That's not going away anytime soon. And even though there's really good solutions like C Sharp to do cross-platform development, right? Using Xamarin, and there's a lot of cross-platform stuff. So many more apps are being developed on iOS, and that, that's you know kind of the flagship. A lot of companies are developing that, or they're, or they're basically getting to the point now where they're saying, hey, look, we're gonna do iOS and Android. We're just gonna do them, and you know we're not gonna worry about any other platforms, and so we're not gonna, we don't worry about a cross-platform solution. And so Swift is, is the go-to language 
the winning language for iPhone, for iOS at this point, okay? Uh, now, iOS is expanding. Obviously, you've got You've got the watch now, the wearables, you've got uh, iOS, you know, the TV, right? And you've got obviously the phones and the, the iPads. So th there's a huge, huge market, right? And this is a market that actually makes money, right? So every company now pretty much has to have an iOS app. So that's why I think Swift is a good idea. I would not invest in Objective-C, not at this point. It doesn't make any sense. Swift is a better language overall. And, you know, there's a lot of opportunities. And when I look at the surveys, again, Swift is popping up for the first time, right? I mean, it's a new language, but again, it's one of those ones too. On the Stack Overflow survey, I'll tell you right here, up with Go, you know, Swift has 9% of, of developers that say they use it regularly, but it has 11% saying that they're gonna adopt it or migrate to it. So that's another huge, huge growth opportunity. If you're gonna learn a new programming language, right? you want to move into a growth opportunity. So if you're going to do iOS development, uh, bar, bar none, I would recommend you know that you go to Swift, okay? Next, let's see what we got here. And also, you know, the other good thing about it was that Swift had, was up there on the charts for one of the most beloved languages. It was actually number four, which doesn't seem very high, but when you look at this, it was, number one was Rust, number two was Smalltalk. I mean, really, come on, Smalltalk, okay? Number three was TypeScript, which that doesn't really count. And then number four was Swift. And again, see, this is one of those things with these surveys is like, why is TypeScript on there? You're not gonna like, you're not gonna be, TypeScript is not the language that you're gonna learn like you're gonna get a job with it. Not really, you got no JavaScript in order to know TypeScript. So I, I don't understand some of this, but okay. So we're moving on. Next one is, and this one might be a surpriser as well, Rust. Now, why did I put Rust on here? Okay, so if I look at the surveys, where is Rust falling? It, it, on some of these, it's not even showing up, okay? So, uh, <laughs> but it does show up as the number one most loved language, right? Again, on that Stack Overflow survey, right? So what does that tell me, right? What does that tell me here? It tells me that this is a really good language that developers like. And so, you know, again, this is a very small market. There's not a lot of companies using Rust, right? I haven't seen it take off, but if developers like Rust the most, right, this is this is something to really th consider, especially if you're thinking, if you already have some programming language and you're thinking about getting into a new programming language that you would like to learn, okay? Maybe not for a beginner. If you're a beginner, maybe don't start with Rust, okay? But if you are an experienced programmer and you're looking for a new language in 2018, Rust is a pretty good choice because developers love this language, right? This reminds me of Ruby back in the day when everyone was so in love with Ruby because it was a fun language to work in. You know, I've done a little bit of Rust work and I really like the language. I'd like to dive into it more, but I'm not really doing technical stuff anymore except, you know, every once in a while. But it's, it's, a, it's a good language to bet on. Right again, so it's not not one to like bet your career on, but I would say that if developers like this language so much, that it's got a good chance of gaining some ground and popularity, and possibly at some point displacing C and C plus plus at the as for a low level type of language. Again, I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. Right again, I wouldn't bet my whole career on this. But if you're already an experienced developer, you already have some experience under your belt it might make sense to try and go down the Rust path, trying to build some expertise there and see if you can get some, you know, highly paid consulting gigs doing Rust stuff because it's going to be rare that to find Rust developers. All right, so let's move on. Next one here is uh, Kotlin. Kotlin, oh, damn it. I, I just cannot pronounce that right. Kotlin, we'll, we'll say it's, it's, it's Kotlin. So Kotlin, 
is the new kid on the block for Android. Again, I put this down on the list because I'm still not 100% sure. It looks like most Android development is gonna go this direction, like, uh, like Objective-C switched to Swift, but I'm not 100% sure on this. But I think it's worth, you know, if you're gonna learn a new programming language, again, if you're gonna get into Android development, it's a lot better, it's easier to use than Java, okay? And it's got basically native Android support right now. It's in the Android Developer Studio, right? There's, there's a lot of really easy ways to get started with Kotlin to, to develop Android apps. So again, uh, you know, it's, it's that whole battle between iOS and Android. If you're gonna go the Android route, you know, if I'm developing on both of those platforms, I'm learning Swift, I'm learning Kotlin, and I'm, I'm working on those, or I'm doing a cross-platform. So if you're just doing Android development, you know, obviously I probably wouldn't, I, I don't know, it's, it's tough. It, you could go down the Java route, but if you're just doing Android development, it probably makes sense to just go with, uh, with Kotlin and, and go that route. Uh, it, it's becoming really popular. It's one of those ones though, again, that it could fade out and it, it might not, you know, it might be a dead end. I'm not sure on that. That's why I haven't ranked it so high up there on the list, but I still think it's a good one. And this is another one that if you're an experienced developer, you might take a risk and, and learn this and, and see see where it goes so that you have that skill set. okay? This is something you could freelance. All right, last one, last one on this list, okay? It pains me to put this one here, but I have to do it. I have to, which is C and C++. Now, <laughs> I know I've done some videos where I've talked about how you shouldn't learn C or C++, but I will say this, as a beginner, okay, don't. Not not in Java or C Sharp, if you're gonna do C and C++ and, and learn C and C++ later. First learn Java or C Sharp. But as an experienced developer, if you are looking for a new language to learn in 2018, you know, as much as, as I, I think that C++ and C is gonna die, it's not, it's not gonna die. There's so much going on in, you know, and, and what's, what's resurrecting this again, I think is, I would say is that VR development, right? Because VR games is very computational intensive, right? A lot of mathematics, heavy mathematics. So if you're gonna go into the VR world, C and C++ might be a good choice for you, especially with the Unreal Engine, right? To, to be able to learn how to do that, which is is becoming popular, right? In the VR stuff, Oculus Rift and whatnot. And I don't see that going away. I see the future going that direction. And we need a lot of horsepower to be able to do this stuff. So uh, right now, Rust is not an option for doing this kind of stuff. C and C++ is. So, and I, and I put them together. Again, they show up in the top of the surveys as well. So it, it's really hard for me to deny it, even though I have a personal bias Right, and I would say that just because, again, I used to love C++. They used to be my, I mean, I used to be an expert in that language, but I just feel like it's not a very good beginner language. And I feel like there's other more efficient languages today. But, you know, like I said, the, I, I can't go against the grain, you know, just like, you know, I, I may not like a language, but I have to say that it's a good one for 2018. And, and simply, I would not recommend it if it were not for VR. I believe VR changes the game here and makes it so that I can actually recommend C and C++. Not for a beginner, but for someone who's experienced. Okay, so bonus, bonus content here. Some of the things, some of the languages that didn't make it that, that maybe you think should have, right, that were on some of the results there. So uh, if we look at this again, and I'll dissect this a little bit here. On, on a lot of the surveys, they had HTML and CSS. 
this is a no-brainer, okay? I'm not putting this on the list because it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense, but, you know, obviously you should learn HTML and CSS. If you're going to be a web developer, you have to know that. Same thing with SQL. If you're going to be a developer of any kind, pretty much you need to know SQL. I mean, this is just a no-brainer. So again, I'm not putting that on there because if you're like, well, that's a language I should learn in 2018, it's a language you just have to know to be a developer, in my opinion, okay? Uh, there were a couple other lists, uh, ones on here, same type of thing. TypeScript, again, TypeScript is a useless skill by itself, okay? You need to know JavaScript, and you need to have something else that you're, you're not just programming applications fully in TypeScript. It doesn't make any sense to me, but they, they put these things on here, and it, it kind of throws up the whole, the whole survey, okay? And then we've got here, uh, one of the ones that I think is a, a disappointment to so many people is Ruby. I'm sorry, Rubyists. Uh, I love the language as well. It's a very nice language, but... I just, I don't see, I don't see growth. I see a decline. Now, if you learn Ruby, is that okay? Like, are you going to be able to find jobs? A lot of coding boot camps are still teaching Ruby. Yeah, there's plenty of jobs out there. I just see it as a decline. And so I wouldn't want to invest in something that is declining. Okay. Uh, a couple other things here, looking at the, the list, right, of, of most loved languages. One of them on here that almost made my list was Elixir. It's a really good language. I know a lot of people that really enjoy it. They think it's the new Ruby, right? And and they really like the language, very expressive, very good language. But, and it's, it's well-loved, right? It's on that loved survey, but it's just, I, I just don't see enough jobs. That's the only problem is, right? I don't see enough jobs, okay? Um, another one that kind of meets that is is any of the functional languages, you know, Clojure, uh, F-sharp, Haskell. Uh, so those ones, again, really good languages, right? and really fun, but I just don't see enough jobs, okay? So, I mean, if you want to learn something for fun, uh, those could be could be those. So, I will say one more thing here, just to give you a little bit of extra bonus uh, content here, is that when you think about learning a new programming language for 2018, one of the things that you really should be considering here is what what is your goal, okay? And I talk about this a lot on this channel, right? I mean, this is a more technical topic than most of the, the videos that I do on this channel, but I want to take it to the soft skills aspect of this, which is, what is your goal, right? Don't just learn programming languages just to learn programming languages, right? I always say you need to learn X so you can do Y, okay? So what is your Y? What are you trying to accomplish here, right? Are you trying to get a new job? Are you trying to make more money? Are you trying to improve your skills, right? If you're just trying to improve your skills and the way that you think about programming, then maybe one of those obscure languages, maybe one of those functional languages, maybe maybe Clojure or Haskell or something like that that's not on the list. I tried to make this list based on what is practical and pragmatic, right? And so I figured that most software developers that you probably have the goal of getting into the field, right? In which case, Python, okay? Python or Java or C Sharp, that's, that, those are good choices for that. Or maybe you have the goal of making more money or trying to find a good job, in which case, again, Java, C Sharp is going to be good for you, right? Uh, th th those ones make sense. If you're thinking about freelancing more, right? And you're thinking about moving into freelancing space, well, where are people doing more freelancing work, right? That's probably going to be PHP, right? That's going to be some Java, right? It's going to be, uh, you know, some Python stuff as well. But this is why you can see now, if you look at why my list is the way it is, it's based on what I think most people are going to be looking for. But, you know, you got to base it on, on what you're looking for. What are you trying to do? If you're going to be an iOS developer and you just want to develop iOS and you just love the iPhone, right? Then and Swift is your language, right? You, you see what I'm saying? So that's why it's so important to think about the goal, 
Like, what is the goal? Trying to make more money, trying to get into the field, trying to improve your skills, right? Do you want to move to a different technology? That's what's going to determine what language that you should learn. And, and also maybe if you're trying to, you know, try to ride a trend, like trying to ride a wave. Sometimes maybe it's you're in the point in your career where you want to take a risk and you're like, well, you know what? I want to become an expert in Rust because there's not a lot of them. And if Rust becomes really popular and I have written blog posts and I've done YouTube videos and tutorials on Rust, uh, it, it'll be worth it. Plus it'll be fun language for me. So you got to really decide what your goal is and that's what's going to determine it. Don't look at some stupid list, right? Don't look at like the Stack Overflow surveys. Don't look at these things that, that have stupid data on there like SQL and HTML and CSS and then say, oh, well, this is the most popular programming language, so this is the one I need to learn. It doesn't work that way. Uh, all of those things are skewed. Every single survey I ever see or list, they all contradict each other. And all the stupid articles on the internet and a lot of the YouTube videos just have some bullshit. <laughs> they just like read the list and they don't put any kind of interpretation behind it. So you got to really, it's up to you, right? No one's going to make the decision for you. So you got to really think about that and, and, and make a good choice. All right. So that's all I got for you. This is a long video. Thanks for, for staying with me. Make sure, you know, if this is your first time uh, on this channel that you click the subscribe button, click the bell so you don't miss any videos. Most of the videos on this channel are about personal development and making you yourself a better person, a better software developer, yes, but a better person in general, right? And that's that's really what's going to help you to succeed more in life. So it's, it's you know, developing those people skills, developing all those other soft skills, as I call them. And, and that's what that's what's going to help you more than, than the technical skills in your career. So if you haven't subscribed already, like I said, make sure you click the subscribe button. Thanks for joining me and I'll talk to you next time. Hey, what's up? John here. Just wanted to make sure you aren't missing out. Only about half the content I put out is on this podcast. This podcast is created mostly from the audio from the YouTube videos I put out daily. When you get a chance, head on over to youtube.com forward slash simple programmer and click the subscribe button to get access to two to three new videos every day. Even if you prefer the audio format, make sure you subscribe at youtube.com forward slash simple programmer so you can check out what you might be missing.